Join us on today's episode. We'll be talking about something that every new business needs. This is Business Bulwarks, hosted by business mentor and attorney Jonathan Yaussi, who has facilitated over $1.2 billion in transactions, featuring special guest Clint Betts. Here's your host, Jonathan Yaussi. Welcome to Business Bulwarks. I'm Jonathan Yaussi. Today I'm here with Clint Betts of Beehive Startups. How are you, Clint? Good, Jonathan. Thanks for having me, man. Oh, I'm so glad we got some time with you today. We're here to talk about what you've been doing, some amazing things here at Beehive Startups. And I'm going to dive right into that. I know you talked with me previously about your passion behind startups and wanting to create an ecosystem and a culture here that nurtures these, not only the businesses, but the entrepreneurs that are starting them. You could tell us a little bit about what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. So we launched Beehive Startups um, probably about two years ago now. And it really the kind of the effort we were trying to make is let's tell the stories of the interesting um, startups and founders and entrepreneurs that are here in Utah who are building really great stuff. And let's tell their stories in kind of an honest, authentic way, right? So we started out as a media organization. Like I come from a journalism background. That's kind of the, the world that I know. So we're like, we're going to tell honest, authentic stories. We're not going to, you know, publish press releases. Some of them are going to be really in depth and that type of stuff. And we didn't think it would take off, right? We thought we'd write one or two blog posts a week on beehivestartups.com. And that would kind of be the end of our contribution to the, to the ecosystem because we, uh, we were running Izeni at the time, which is, you know, this custom software development firm that works, you know, with, with startups and really early stage startups helps them build, you know, their initial product or MVP as it some, as it's sometimes called. Um, and so that was kind of the, the world we were playing in anyways. And beehive startups was an opportunity for us to just kind of give back to Utah startup community and just kind of tell stories and kind of organize stuff around what's happening here. And it really just kind of took off and now it's turned into this kind of magical, fun thing. Well, it sounds like in the process of telling those stories, you discovered a few key needs that businesses have. Tell us about those needs. What did you see as you were out there connecting people together, telling these stories and creating this ecosystem? Yeah, so so we we learned a few things pretty quick. We learned obviously there was a huge need for someone to tell these stories, right? Someone to be uh I, I don't know if like promotion is the right word or like promoting this ecosystem, but someone just kind of building a community around it, right? Right. It, with everything that's happening here. Someone where a place where people could go and say, Oh, these guys raised money, this is a really great story on this founder, this is a really great story on this th- this product, this is interesting. So that was kind of the first thing we noticed. And kind of the story Beehive Startups from there is the community just pushing Beehive Startups to do more. So like I said, originally we're like one or two blog posts a week. We'll all keep our day jobs and do stuff. But the community is like, no, you're you're in this now. You're doing it. We're going to push you and now you're going to start doing events. And so we started doing these monthly events. And when we first, we first did our first event, you know, there was like a hundred people there and we're like stoked, right? That's, that's amazing. Mm. And then like the next month, there's like 300 people there. And then we did one at BYU where Mitt Romney was keynoting like right next store there was a BYU basketball game like no reason why anyone should come to our event right and we had over 500 people come to that and I think it was at that point where we're like all right I think we've touched we've touched on something here we've hit a nerve within you know this community let's really kind of see what we can do 
Um, and so we did start SLC at the end of January, which was the lar- became the largest startup and tech festival to ever be held in Utah. Wow. We had over 4,000 people over two and a half days come to this thing. There were 65 events. It was amazing. The finale was amazing. A lot of like national press came out of it. We were trending on Twitter for two days. And Stardust will see was kind of like, this is, we, this is what we've been doing for the past year, year and a half. And now let's kind of celebrate it. And then, you know, coming out of Stardust will see, it was just like, again, the community was like, well, you're not done. You got to do more, huh. you know, for this. And so that's kind of where Startfest has come into play, where it's really kind of like the spiritual successor to Start SLC, um, which will be happening the first week in September. Literally, like when we're recording this, it's a week and a half away. And as you saw when you came in the office today, we're just scrambling here, trying to figure everything out. Um, and Startfest will be twice as big as, as Start SLC. So, well, that's fantastic. So. When you think about StartFest and StartSLC and, and, and the process of developing this community, what is it that you want to see happen in the lives of the business people that you touch? What is it that you want to have happen for them? You know, StartFest, all we're trying to do is get get the community together. And when I say the community together, I'm talking about everybody. Normally what happens in these type of events, and there's an obvious reason for that, for why this happens, uh, but normally what happens in, in these events, it's like, only CEOs. There's only like a CEO summit and only CEOs go to the event. And that's right. the event where it's only marketers or it's only software developers. Well, we're, what we, and it's crazy, and I don't know why we're doing it, uh, but we decided to do is like, hey, let's get everybody within the startup community to come to this. So let's get, let's have a track just for marketers. Let's have a track just for software developers. Let's have a track for CEOs. Let's have a track for entrepreneurs and you know let's get music involved let's get art involved let's get all this thing all these you know amazing things involved and yeah that's that's what start fest is it's really just kind of the hope is like collisions and connections and um amazing things will come out of it and you know from our perspective like whatever comes out of it is kind of just the result of like getting everybody together for that week well, it's amazing the synergy that happens when you get like-minded people who are in the process of creating something wonderful. When you get them together in a room, stuff happens. And I, I really think the energy alone that's created by an event like Startfest is contagious. And one of the things I, – I heard you say a number of things there. One of the things I heard you say is that energy that we want people to see. those other people excited about ideas, the connections that businesses need. I mean, if you're isolated as a business person, well, good luck. I mean, you need other people. You need resources. You need ideas. You need support, and you need advocates. Startfest is going to be a fantastic way for people to make those kind of connections. Also, the education so key that people get not only the basics of like how to run a business and what to do, but but get really crisp in their particular niche. If they're going to go up a vertical, they need to learn that space. And getting people together that are like-minded, again, looking around the world, seeing problems and saying, hey, I think I can solve that problem with this business. Okay, what other people have been out there talking about that, looking at it? What successes have they found? What failures have they found? The idea of connecting people together and creating an ecosystem where they can operate, share ideas, and educate themselves, I think it's fantastic. Right, yeah. Well, we hope. We'll see if it, we'll see how it turns out.
Well, you've put together some pretty specific tools to help entrepreneurs. Could you tell us a little bit about what Beehive is doing there with the uh, Start Studio? Yeah, Start Studio is this interesting thing. Start Studio is something we've been thinking about even before Beehive startups. Like, how do we get really great early stage entrepreneurs and startups off to a better start? And you know this as well as anybody. Like, the, the things that trip off or trip up early stage entrepreneurs or startups are like legal isn't done the right way. Right. Which right. eventually will come back to bite you or, um, on it from our perspective, something we were seeing a lot was product wasn't done the right way. Um, or, you know, marketing, they didn't have a clue how to like go out there and get like a thousand users to beta test stuff. So getting marketing done the right way, uh, getting financial modeling done or, you know, setting up as something as simple as like, how do I use QuickBooks or like, how do I get my accounting, you know, done the right way and so start studios we we kind of looked into this ecosystem uh you know in this community here and we're like who are the best players here you know who do we want to work with in each of these you know particular verticals right who who has a lot of experience here let's grab them let's help them make let's have them make a difference for these startup and entrepreneurs who come through so uh Gavin Christensen from Kickstart Seed Fund stepped up and he's like, all right, uh, any startup you send through here, we're going to give them $1,000, you know, in the form of a convertible note in order to really help them get off to a better start. Wow. Izeni, the software development firm, um, you know, we're going to discount our rate significantly to get these startups in here. And then we're going to discount it a little bit more, you know, in exchange for equity. Um, so, and then you know, Jones Waldo from like a legal perspective or knock twice or any of these other, you know, like really great partners. And you, you're a mentor in this, this. you know what I mean? Like, how do we help these guys get off to a good start? You know, come in here, provide some value because we're only going to bring their best, you know, early stage entrepreneurs and startups. Um, and let's just, you know, let's, let's help them get off to a better start. It really is that simple. And it's been a fun ride so far. We only, we've only done two companies so far. We'll be announcing, um, probably two more, you know, after Startfest is over. Well, that's fantastic. So how, how far do you intend to take that as far as the Start Studio? Is that something you want to do on a larger scale? Are we still kind of just beta testing this right now? Yeah, it's really just an experiment. Like we don't know if we're right um, or if we're wrong. So a lot, a lot of the way the the way these these are normally set up is a three month accelerator, right? Um, there's an application deadline. You have to get your application in at a certain time, and then they kind of review it. And if you get accepted, you you know you have to do this accelerator for three months. From our perspective, like people are already doing that. People are already doing that well, right? Kind of where we can provide the most values. We can help you get your product off to the right start, so you're not wasting you know two three hundred thousand dollars on that product and you're not mm-hmm. having anything to show for it we see that all the time like from a product perspective like people throwing you know good money at like the wrong type of software development and they just don't know they yeah, don't they know don't until know. they go out and they try it and it, it's broken and it doesn't work yeah. or it produces not not only produces bad results or new results but uh no results but you have the problem sometimes of it providing results that you didn't want yeah. and and bringing in business that you don't want so being very targeted with that is very important and just and selecting that early in the game yeah and there's no reason why they should know right i mean it's it's not like a fault of a really great entrepreneur really great business guy there's no reason why he should know like how you know these developers out here you know they have 10 15 years experience doing this type of stuff just building products and they would also be a fish out of the water on the, the business side of things you know what i mean so there's no reason they should know so we wanted to help them get off to a really good start and like with a trusted partner and a trusted partner in kind of all the verticals so what would you say 
to the guy who says, I've got a business idea. He's thinking about quitting the job, taking a big risk. I mean, this is a big deal. And like a lot of people that are listening today have that kind of itch inside them. It's not just, uh, you know, people that are serial entrepreneurs, although there are a lot of those out there. They have a lot of fun. But but the guy who's looking at taking his first jump or or the person who's maybe looking at her first risk in business and says, you know, I think I can make this fly. What advice would you have to them? I would say it's going to be a lot harder than you think. Mm. It's really, 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 really hard. Um, it's going to take a lot more time than you think. It's going to be the only thing. In order for anything to be successful, it's kind of, kind of from what I've seen, right? Right. You know, um, is it takes up all your time. It's the only thing you think about day and night. And uh, you have to go out there and you have to provide value, right? You, right. you have to provide Huge value. value. Um, and you have to have some sort of like personal connection to like the company or the product you're building. Um, it can't be like, if your motivation is like, I want to make money. Um, that can't really be your motivation. Like the, what the first startup we sent through start studio, um, is simple citizen. They're trying to simplify the immigration process. And two, two of the three founders actually experienced this problem having to go through the immigration process. So they had this personal connection to the startup and we look for that, like from a start studio perspective, like we want those entrepreneurs because they've experienced it. They're passionate about it. And it's not about like, Hey, we want a huge exit at the end of this. And obviously that's why you, you know, that's there. That's one of the motivations, but the main motivation for simple citizen is, Hey, we want to simplify the immigration process. We want to make this easier for other people because it was really hard for us. So I I don't know if I have any, like any advice because I think, Every entrepreneur's journey is different, right? Sure. Um, but kind of like the vague kind of boilerplate advice is it's really hard, harder than you think. Yeah. And think about, you know, how are you going to provide value? Well, and I think it's interesting. One of the things you talked about is something you, you feel strongly about and you have a deep connection to because ultimately it's the passion that you feel for yeah. something. And the value proposition behind that passion comes out in those long hours that you put in, in doing those extra little things to protect and to guide and to grow the business so that it doesn't fold when the first strong wind blows against it. Right. And for me, if you're not passionate about something, just being in business is going to be enough of a test. The day in, day out, hey, it's up to me if it's going to be kind of environment that you have to be in. So it's not that you can't do it, but if you got to reach deep, if you're looking at that situation and you're looking at starting up your own business, am I really willing to just pour my guts into this thing and really stay with it until it gets some legs? It's not my whole life, but it's got to be a very big yeah. part of it. And it sucks. I mean, honestly, that's yeah. like uh, anyone like thinking like, I, I want to do a startup. I want to be an entrepreneur. And they, you know, they go to something like Startfest and they see like an Aaron Sconard or a Ryan Smith up on right. stage. And they're like, ah, oh, man, I want to do that. Uh, and that, that's kind of, this is something that's kind of interesting about Utah startup scene. Those guys like Pluralsight has been around for 11 years, mm-hmm. you know, and Aaron's been pushing on that, pushing on that for years until, you know, it finally popped just yeah. recently raised money like two years ago um you know same with ryan smith he's been doing qualtrics for 12 years right like it's not nothing's overnight like everything those two companies kind of seem like overnight successes to like the national startup scene because they just started making national news like a year or two ago but it's really like this arduous intense 
crappy, insane process to get there. And you just have to like, that's, that's why it goes, always goes back to, do I believe in what I'm building? Right. Like, what's the reason why I'm doing it? If you're passionate about it and if you believe in what you're doing, then that like, I'm awake on Sunday morning, uh, and I haven't slept for, you know, 48 hours and I need to get this shipped by Monday. All of a sudden, like that's a little bit easier because you're doing it for a reason. You're not because if you're doing it for money, you're out, right? Like you can go make money, right? Um, like at a job or whatever, you can you can go find money, but um, you have to have like I, I'm I'm uniquely qualified to solve this problem. First right. of all, I've experienced this firsthand, and I want to solve this problem, and I'm going to do everything I possibly can to solve this problem. Those are the entrepreneurs we're looking for, like from a start studio perspective, and even from like a BI starts perspective. Those are the um, people we like to write the stories about. Right. Well, and I think that really hits down on what I think is the core commitment that we have to have to the business. That's the number one thing that I think differentiates businesses that survive from businesses that either quietly go away or crash big time. And the reality is, is most businesses don't die of starvation. They die of indigestion. People just get really, really tired of doing it. And so it's a lifestyle choice. If you're going to start a business, it's, it's like having a child almost. You really have got to invest into this thing. And that one commitment that lifestyle choice, that commitment, the passion behind what we're doing is what causes us to do all of those little things that protect the business, that grow the business. It's why we get legal taken care of. It's why we actually hire an accountant. It's why we do all of these little things that somebody less committed goes, ah, I got time for that. And maybe it's not for you. Like there's no, there's no, uh, like embrace failure, right? Like mm-hmm. if you go out there and you you tried really hard and you got like six months, eight months in, and you're like, you know what, this isn't for me. Embrace it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And learn from it and go try something else and go do something else. I think uh, oftentimes we're like, man, that guy couldn't cut it, that guy or, or that, that uh, woman, you know, she just didn't have enough hustle, you know, that type of mm-hmm. stuff. That's, that's usually not the case, right? It's usually like they hit a brick wall and they thought to themselves, is this worth it in my life right. at this moment to try to bust through this wall? And I think if the answer is no, I think that should still be celebrated, right? I think That's I think okay. that, that failure should still be celebrated. It's not always going to work. In fact, it's most of the time it's not going to work. Right. And embracing it and learning from it and that type of stuff, that's just part of your journey as an entrepreneur. And can you be passionate about it yeah. from the word go, even knowing the statistics? We all yeah. know the statistics on new businesses, how many of them fail, how many of them succeed. Do you feel so strongly, so passionately, about what you're about to do that you would do it anyways. Yeah, exactly. That's the kind of business the world needs right now. That's the kind of person behind a business that's going to go out, find a problem that needs to be fixed, a solution that needs to be there, and it's just going to be absolutely dogged about it. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Fantastic. So the good news about being an entrepreneur is that if you do it, you're going to make a difference. And I'm sure that's part of the passion that you feel behind Beehive Startups and the community that you've formed here. So tell us about some of the good stories and some of the people that have inspired you lately. Yeah, you know, uh, for me, like the big wins, like when I look back at like how hard it was to build an audience around Beehive Startups, how hard it was to get a, you know, over 4,000 people to come to Start SLC, how hard Start Fest has been for us preparing for it. 
Um, when I look back at all those, I was like, man, it was worth it, right? It was totally worth, you know, standing on stage on that Saturday night at Stardust LC, looking out, you know, to, you know, a thousand people there, right. all super excited about what we'd just done. I mean, that alone just like made it worth it for me. Like mm-hmm. all that time and effort that we put in, I mean, just like countless hours that we put in, like putting on like this like tiny little event that we didn't know what would happen, right? Mm. Or beehive startups, like, you know, constantly writing stories day after day after day and seeing like five people read out that day. And then, you know, the next day it's like 20 and we're super pumped. And the next day it's like a hundred and we're super pumped. You know what I mean? Like kind right. of, it's really about the journey I think is what it's always been exciting for me. And look, when I look back on it and I'm sure like when I look back on Startfest, it's like working with Gabe and Jordan Gunderson over at Izeni, like figuring out Startfest, working with, you know, the whole Startfest team who's helping us. I think, I think that's where it gets exciting, right? And like being able to like provide value, it just goes back to sure. that. Just being able to provide value to our audience and to these entrepreneurs and to this community, I think that's what makes it worth it on my side. Well, and I see that as well. One of the things I see that's a common theme with the people I help is is that passion. If you are passionate about something, there is a way to make it work. You can get out there. You can hustle. The people around you can help you out. There are all kinds of amazingly talented people. If you've hit a wall in your business, the good news is there's a way over it. If you want to keep going, if you want to build something beautiful, if you want to deliver value to people in a new way, that's doable. Well, thank you so much, Clint, for taking some time with us today and to be on Business Bulwarks. Where can people find you? Yeah, so for Startfest, go to startfestival.com, check out the schedule, get tickets. Um, and then, you know, beyond Startfest, beehivestartups.com is where we do everything. So Fantastic. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining us today on Business Bulwarks. Until next time, keep your head up and your feet down. Visit our website at businessbulwarks.com to submit your question to the show. Business Bulwarks is a legal and business education podcast. It is not meant to give legal advice, but to educate on legal and business topics. Ask your attorney if you have questions.